camp time. So uh, if you want to, go ahead and get your kids out there. Otherwise, they're great, great here. We're glad to have them. All right. Well, we have been on uh, an epic journey, right? We have been uh, moving along and understanding that uh, God is writing this epic story. And as God is writing an epic story, uh, we get the privilege also of having our stories kind of fit into that epic experience. And as we've walked our journey here in this story, we've understood that, well, you know, our stories fit in there, but there's also a villain that's loose in the world and trying to influence our stories. And last week, remember, we talked about, uh, well, we have a hero. We have somebody who has intervened for us, and because he's intervened, we have the opportunity, the privilege of having our image restored. You remember that from last week? Sure, you were all here last week, weren't you? Yeah, okay, good. So when I ask this next week, you'll be able to say, yeah, yeah, we were there. We heard that. Okay. All right, so that's kind of the journey that we've been on, right? We've been watching this epic experience and trying to understand uh, how, how our story fits into this. Now, what we're going to talk and share with you today is a vital element in understanding how to write your story. This is a, a crucial piece in, in our understanding, in our ability to write this, this story of our life in this time and to make that story everything that God wants us to be. Okay, It is vital because it's something that is yet to be written by God and yet spills backwards into our present. Just to get us ready for this, get our heads in the right place, why don't you watch the screen for a minute and... Uh, uh, watch it and let's uh, think about what this is trying to tell us. we jam our story with all that stuff, right? All that activity and busyness, everything that goes, we jam our stories with all this stuff. And in the midst of it, we need to remember the ultimate truth. It's only temporary. It's only temporary. As important as our lives are, as crucial as our stories are, in feeding into the bigger picture of the epic experience of what God is doing, we can never forget the time that we have, the time in this life, in this experience, in our story, is very brief and very temporary. Uh, When I was in uh, college, periodically, you know, you'd have that professor who would... um, assign you one of those very thick books to read? Yeah, have you seen those thick books? You know, here's the amazing thing I discovered as a student. 
that when I went to the bookstore to get those thick books, I'd be standing there and here would be the thick book I was supposed to read. And then right next to it, there'd be this rack. And on this rack were these little skinny yellow books. And uh, they had something to do, do with a guy named Cliff. Right? You remember those books? Oh, come on. Anybody else happen to see those books? All right. I won't ask if you bought it. All right. And I won't tell you I did. But uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So what's the key to those books? The key to those books were they gave you the essential information, right? They gave you the essential information in order to give you that, that what you needed to make a difference on the test, right? The essential... Here's the deal. What we're going to talk about this morning is only a glimpse of what what will ultimately be, okay? The Bible only gives us kind of the cliff notes. It only gives us a glimpse of the eternity that is waiting for us. See, we understand our lives are temporary. But the epic story that God is writing, the epic story that God is unfolding in the universe is an eternal story. And because we're remade in Christ, we have the privilege, the opportunity to get a glimpse of the last chapter. We get to look forward into the last chapter of the book and get little pieces and portions of understanding so that we can know what the epic ending is going to be. We get the privilege of understanding that there is something greater at work in this epic experience, and there's a final chapter. And that final chapter is more awesome than the temporary experience that we get here. And that knowledge, those glimpses, those cliff notes that we get about what that last chapter is going to be like is that which spills into our lives. It spills backwards from heaven into our experience now so that our lives can be as full as they possibly can be. Are you with me on that? Just to show you that that's uh, true and it's not just me, 1 Corinthians uh, 13 says this, We don't know everything and our prophecies are not complete. Is that what I just told you? We don't know what? Everything. And our prophecies about what the future is going to be aren't absolutely complete. Right? But we get the cliff notes. We get the glimpses. But what is perfect will someday appear, and what isn't perfect will then disappear. We know that there's a final chapter in the epic story that God is going to write. We know that God is not simply settling for this temporary life of ours to be it. Jesus tells us that. He gives us his word on that. If you go to John 14, Jesus is with his disciples. He says this, Don't be worried. Have faith in God Have faith in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. Now look what he says. I wouldn't tell you this unless it was what? True. Okay? He's not going to lead us astray. He is not going to tell us something for our temporary lives 
that isn't absolutely, utterly true. What he's telling us here is true. It's a glimpse of what's yet to be. He says, I'm going there to prepare a place for each of you. And after I've done this, I'll come back and I'll take you to be with me. Then we will be together. You know the way to where I am going. You see, for us believers who have been recreated in the image of Christ, that was last week, remember? We got recreated in the image of Christ. The image got restored into our life. For we believers who that image got restored into, now our lives take on eternal proportions. Even though we understand our part of the story is only temporary, there is an eternal part of the story for us yet to experience. And that makes all the difference in our temporary lives. Let me show you in one way. First of all, just knowing that, just knowing that truth makes all the difference because it reminds us that this place is not our home. This world experience, what we go through in the temporary, it's not our home. This is not the way it's supposed to be. You remember last week, we talked about that cracked windshield, right? Where there was the cracked windshield, and that was us, and we got cracked and marred. But the image got restored back to us through our hero, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, right? Here's the problem. The image was restored back for us, who are in faith now in Christ. But the image has yet to be restored for the rest of creation. The image got restored for us, okay? The image is restored for us. We're in Christ now. We have the incredible possibility of writing awesome stories because our lives now are meant to be awesome, remember? But the image hasn't been restored yet for the rest of creation. That means for us, this is going to be an uncomfortable place. This is not our home. The way the world is, it's still cracked. The windshield is still cracked for the rest of creation. And because of that, we're not going to feel comfortable. This isn't going to be our place. You know this is true. When you, uh, you get invited to this party, you know, the co-worker or whatever invites you to the party and, uh, well, you don't really want to go because, well, you're really not going to know anybody there. Uh, but you really feel obligated, so you have to go, and so you end up going. And so you end up going, and when you get there, you kind of walk around, and you take things in, and you see what's going on, and you find out, man, there's some heavy drinking going on, and, uh, well, there's some heavy language going on, and uh, there's some heavy touching going on, and uh, what do you say to yourself? I'm out of here, right? Why? Because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the re-image that God's made you into, Right? I mean, that's the old world. That's the old stuff. That's the broken windshield of creation. And you say, that's not me. It doesn't feel right. It just doesn't fit anymore. You see? Why? Because we don't belong in a broken world anymore. It's not our world. It's still broken, and we're remade in Christ. Young people, let me give you an incredible word today. Are you listening, young people? You need to hear this, okay? You need to hear this big time. 
Don't worry about trying to fit in. Because you weren't made to fit into this broken world. Did you hear me? Don't worry about trying to fit in. Because all that's going to do is try to take you away from the image of what Christ wants to accomplish in your life and transfer you back into the old way of being. Don't worry about trying to fit in to a broken world. Just stand strong in the image that God created you to be. You see, that's what we do. You see, we are heaven spilling backwards into this world. We've already been recreated. We've already been re-imaged in the image of Christ. And now we live in a world, in a broken world, that's yet to be restructured and recreated. Our job, our job is to be citizens of the kingdom of heaven who stand up, stand out, and challenge the world to become something better, something more. Let me show you. If you go to um, the letter to Hebrews, he talks there about the people of faith. The people of faith who have gone before us, big names, you know, Moses and the big guys, right? He talks about the people of faith. He says this about them. Every one of those people died, but they still had faith. Even though they had not received what they had been promised, they were glad just to see these things from far away. And they agreed that they were only strangers and foreigners on this earth. What were they? Strangers and foreigners on this earth. What did that just tell us? The people of faith didn't fit in. They were strangers and foreigners. Why? Because they'd been recreated into the image of Christ. You see that? He goes on. When people talk this way, it's clear that they are looking for a place to call their own. If they had been talking about the land where they had once lived, they could have gone back at any time. Get this one. But they were looking forward to a better home in heaven. That's why God wasn't ashamed for them to call him their God. He even built a city for them. Which way were they looking? Forward. They were looking forward to what God was going to recreate. Isn't that awesome? You see, that's what we do with the temporary. Heaven spills back into our experiences as we write the story now, and it spills back through us because we're the only ones in this world that are already recreated. We're already recreated into that image of what Christ wants for us. And our task is stand up, stand strong, and show the world something better, to look forward to what God has yet to accomplish. Just to get it in there so you don't miss it, turn to somebody next to you, will you, and tell them they don't belong in this world, will you? Did you hear that? Now here's the real question. Do you believe that? I mean, do you believe that? I mean, Scripture's telling us, if, if you, need, you need more, uh, more evidence of that, look at Philippians 3. Philippians 3 says, But we are citizens of where? Heaven. We are citizens of heaven and are eagerly waiting for our Savior to come from there. 
our Lord Jesus Christ has power over everything, and he will make those poor bodies of ours like our own glorious body. We are citizens of heaven, which means we're not citizens of a broken windshield world. Right? We're citizens of heaven, which means we're not citizens here. This isn't our home. We were created and recreated for something better than this. And our story, even though it's temporary, is to show people even now what heaven can be like. By our attitude, by our practice of grace and forgiveness, by our God confidence, by our looking forward, by our understanding that God is working in our lives. We have the opportunity to let heaven spill into the right now. Okay, we're not citizens here. It's only temporary, and we look forward. What's to look forward to? What's out in front of us? What is there that's out in front of us? Scripture just gives us glimpses of what heaven is like, what we have to look forward to. In the New Testament, the word heaven appears 276 times. Isn't that awesome? 276 times. New Testament is looking forward, right? As we look at what it says, look at uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 5. And I'm going to go real fast through these scriptures because I don't have a lot of time. So buckle in. You ready? He says, Our bodies are like tents that we live in here on earth. But when these tents are destroyed, we know that God will give each of us a place to live. These homes will not be buildings that someone has made, but they are in heaven and will last forever. Now notice this. While we are here on earth, we sigh because we want to live in that heavenly home. We want to put it on like clothes and not be naked. What is it? We look forward and we grab for what God has in store for us in the future and we try to put it on now. That's how our temporary life becomes significant. Our temporary life becomes significant because we reach into the forward, we reach into what God has for us, and we bring that into our present, into our temporary right now. And that's what makes us different than the rest of the world. We have that image of Christ, and that image will ultimately become absolutely complete when he exchanges our bodies for new ones. What we reach forward for is so much better and glorious than what we have now, this temporary. If you, get in, you go to 1 Corinthians 15, he says, That's how it will be when our bodies are raised to life. These bodies will die, but the bodies that are raised will live forever. These ugly and weak bodies... Sorry, no offense to anyone out there. It's the Apostle Paul. It's not me calling you ugly, okay? Uh, these ugly and weak bodies will become beautiful and strong. As surely as there are physical bodies, there are spiritual bodies, and our physical bodies will be changed into spiritual bodies. See, this is what we teach. This is what the Scriptures proclaim. This is what the church has known from the beginning. We believe in the resurrection of our bodies. You better like what you got because you're going to have it for eternity. It's going to get changed. It's going to get rearranged. It's going to be glorious and magnificent. But it starts with the kernel of these bodies. 
Personally, I'm just hoping it's a little lighter in weight and a little younger, but, you know, that, that's, I don't have that glimpse yet. I don't get that information yet. But I know it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. Right? That's the way it is. We look forward to something more awesome. Do we understand everything about it? No, we don't. We don't. We just get the cliff notes. We just get the glimpses. Uh, Paul says again in 1 Corinthians 15, My friends, I want you to know that our bodies of flesh and blood will decay. Surprise! <laughs> huh? Thanks, Paul, for that information. really appreciate it. This means that they cannot share in God's kingdom, which lasts forever. I will explain what? A mystery. Did you see that? This is a mystery. I can't tell you everything, guys, the way it's going to be. I can only give you the cliff notes. I can only tell you what Paul is saying is that our bodies one day are going to become eternal and glorious and magnificent for the last chapter of the epic story, and it will be eternal. He says, not, e not every one of us will die, but we'll all be changed. It, it will happen suddenly, quicker than a blink of an eye. At the sound of the last trumpet, the dead will be raised. We'll all be changed so that we will never die again. Our dead and decaying bodies will be changed into bodies that won't die or decay. The bodies we now have are weak and can die, but they will be changed into bodies that are eternal. Doesn't that make your temporary different? Doesn't knowing that make your temporary different? I mean, our temporary, what we do in our story, how we write our story, and the impact we have can be different because we know God's got something more glorious waiting for us. That's why He told us. He told us so that can spill back into our lives and we can understand there's something even greater waiting for us. Uh, Lee uh, Elkoy said, We focus on heaven not as a respite, for respite from real life, but to gain strength for real life. See, can't you face tomorrow knowing that tomorrow is only temporary? I mean, aren't you much more ready to face the challenge, the disappointment, the, you know, the physical pain, whatever it is that you have to face that's part of the decay? Aren't you, aren't you much more able now because you know this is only temporary? And God has a part of that epic story that is waiting for us. We are not citizens of this place, and there's something more in front of us. Now, this applies not just to us, okay? This applies not just to us in our bodies, but it also applies to all of creation. Remember, we've talked about through our hero, Jesus Christ, the image was restored to us, but it wasn't restored to all creation yet. One day, one day in the epic experience of God, it gets restored. If you go into both the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's the same language. I'm going to read these real fast, and I want you to see the same language, okay? Isaiah says, See? I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight and its people a joy. What's he going to create? A new heaven and a new earth. 
First Peter, New Testament. You ready? As you look forward, got it? As you look forward to the day of God and its speed and its coming, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. What did you say? A new 